Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Happy Monday, best day of the week, notoriously the most productive day of the week. Don't let, you, don't let your society lie to you and tell you that there's things you just have to believe. Thank God it's Friday. Oh, it's Monday. Can't wait for the weekend. Like, don't fall into that trap. You'll, you'll fall into laziness and you'll get nothing done. You'll think just like the people of this world. God has set you up for success through the word of God. The Bible is pretty, the Bible's clear that our, once we're born again, our minds are to be renewed through the word of God. Through the word of God so that we can become more like Christ. I was looking at scriptures this morning, and in the, in the Bible it talks about um, how we're to be conformed to the image of Christ, that Christ is the firstborn from the, of the brethren, but we're to be conformed to the image of Christ. And so our life as Christians, God has set up for us to look more and more like Jesus. And the scriptures that talk about this, they say being conformed through the knowledge of the Son. You know, people a lot of times, especially in spirit-filled circles, look at being the, they look at the move of the Spirit of God as contrary to knowledge. And there's a difference between intellect and knowledge. People look at it like, oh, you know, you got to, because when you're yielding to the power of God, you've got to turn your head off. But there's a knowing that we get on the inside of us, a a God-given knowledge that happens. And that's actually what causes us, us to grow up. Uh, in Christ, one of the things that's really helped me is is Hebrews chapter six. Um, when there was when we had the the house church back when I was in sales over the summer, um, the Lord showed me the one year that I should lay my uh, my um, sermons out according to Hebrews six. The Bible says Paul is talking to um, well the Hebrews, but he says let's not go back and revisit the basic doctrines of Christ. And then he lays out what those doctrines are. And he goes through and he says, uh, repentance from dead works. You know, repentance is kind of the entry point to having a relationship with Jesus. The next one, it says faith towards God. Those two go hand in hand. How do you get born again? You repent and you put your trust in Jesus Christ. And then it says doctrines of baptisms, the laying on of hands, eternal judgment, it says. Man, to think that there's so many Christians who don't know anything about what's going to happen after our life on this earth. They know there's heaven and they hope they make it there, but they don't know the timeline that there's there's actually, there's different judgments that are going to take place. There's the great, uh, great, white throne judgment. There's the, the, the sheep and the, and the goats, right? So there's things that God has set up, but we only grow and mature in our faith through knowing Jesus Christ, through knowledge. God wants to give you a knowledge. People fall back into just a, a, a natural knowledge. You know, there's a scripture that says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And man, people throw that scripture around like, you know, if you don't know anything about anything, they'll throw that scripture in there. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even know how to do his checkbook. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. That bi- I mean, it's good to know how to, I don't know who uses a checkbook, but like having a good budget is good. You should, you're living in a world that money's important. You should know how to do that stuff, right? But that wasn't the context. The, that, that whole scripture is talking about knowledge of the Most High. The only ground you take in the kingdom of God is the ground you take through the Bible, is through the Word of God, is through getting to know Jesus. That's why when Paul pay, prayed in Ephesians chapter 3, he said, he said um, I, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened so that you may know 
These are the two words that go together all through Proverbs, knowledge and understanding. What is understanding? Understanding is, if you think about that word, understand. It's what's underneath you that causes you to stand. If you don't understand something, you're not going to move. You're not going to progress in it. So God wants us as children, as his children, to be in a place of constant growth. And you need to look at the knowledge you're getting because some of it is not the wisdom from God. It's the wisdom of the world. You hear these sayings all the time. Yeah, whatever will be, whatever will be, will be. Yeah, it's like I always say, it is what it is. Man, with the kingdom of God, it isn't what it is. Man, the the Red Sea in the way of the Israelites was what it was. But then with the power of God, the Red Sea is parted. Oh, you know, the disciples, Master, we've only got five loaves and two fish. You know, it is what it is. We got to send them into the villages. And Jesus is like, bring those loaves to me because it isn't what it is. That's where the miracle power of God comes in. Oh, YOLO, man, you only live once. You might as well just have fun. You only live once. No, you don't only live once. You only live forever. Yolf, right? You only live forever. The decisions you make on earth in the next hundred years will drastic, will 100% uh, dictate the outcome of what your eternity is like. Even if you make it into heaven, how you chose to, to serve God, how you chose to pursue the call of God. You know, the, people actually believe that there's like, Hey, there's being a Christian, and then there's like the the optional things like winning souls, like giving, like uh, being a person who prays. And they think that these things are optional because they've seen people who call themselves Christians who don't do them. People who, yeah, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, and they don't go to church They don't win souls. They don't do anything. That's not serving. What standard do we go by? Do we go by what 2019 America says? Or do we go by what the Bible says? Jesus said, if you're disciples, you will go into all the world and preach the gospel. Disciples are people who are disciplined ones. They're followers of Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. For me to say, I serve God, Listen, I'm called to the ministry. You maybe could have told that. I'm called to preach the gospel. This is what I was born to do. For me to go and work a job now that I've made into ministry, for me to just, if you come back and you see me in 15 years and I'm not in the ministry, I'm not serving God. There is no, for me to say, I love Jesus, but not to do what he's pointed me to do is is to not follow Jesus. Because following Jesus is, is doing what he's called me to do. It's not optional to win souls. To get to heaven and have nothing to show for your life is a total disgrace. And I hope, you know, part of my work as a preacher, part of it is actually to offend people. Why? Because people need to be offended to move. Some people aren't going to go do things. You know, it's like I've been an usher before and I go and I ask somebody, hey, do you guys move, mind moving forward? We, we rope off these rows because because that's, uh, we want people sitting up closer and they're like, no, and that, and no, I don't want to move. We want these seats in the back. And it's like, that's not how it works in the kingdom of God. God can ask nicely. It was like Paul in the book of Philemon. He says, Hey, uh, I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, I'm sending him back to you, the slave. I'm going to ask you to treat him well. Uh, I could put more pressure on you because you owe me your life because I led you to Jesus. 
but I'm not going to do that. I'm not to do it out of the goodness of your heart. When you serve Christ, you choose to do everything the Bible says, to take up your cross. If you're thinking, maybe I'll start praying this year, you're way behind. When did you get born again? And I'm sorry if this is offensive. When did you get born again? That's when you became a follower of Christ. This wasn't like, man, there is no like, hey, I'm growing up. You know, I haven't started doing these things. That's why people never grow up is because they never start doing the basic things the Bible says. A prayer life. Get Take 15 minutes in your day out of your 24 hours. One, five, 15 minutes and go into a room by yourself. Leave your phone out of that room unless you're using it to listen to music and pray to God. Get on your face before the Lord. What is that? That's called intimacy. That's called saying, that's, that's telling God, you matter to me reading your Bible every day. Oh man, I just have never been able to get disciplined. You are lazy. You are, I don't even know if I can call you a Christian. Christians follow Jesus. How do you know you're following Jesus? By, by diving into the word, by being a person who does what the Bible says. You know what, you know what King David said to Solomon? He said, he said, he said, seek the Lord and said, and find his commandments and do them. He didn't just say the commandments you know. We talked about this in the last one. Ignorance isn't bliss. The commandments you know, you know, do those. God will only hold you accountable for the commandments. That isn't a license to say, oh, as long as I don't read the Bible more and I don't see that there's a higher standard that I'm not held to it. It's the word of God. It's taken for granted that you would be a person who seeks the Lord, that you would be a person that with your heart goes after the things of God. This is what being a Christian is, is being a person who says, I'm not living like a sinner. A sinner is not taking 15 minutes every day to pray to God. Why? Because he doesn't believe in him, but you do. And so you do, you know, sometimes there's, there's these moments of correction in our life where God comes and says, Hey, you've been doing it wrong. There was a time in my life. And I remember where I was. I was at my mom's house. I remember where I was sitting in the house when the Lord spoke to me and said, you've lost your first love. You've started doing all these things, but your heart has left me and fall. And this, and like one of the, like my mom used to spank us growing up. So we didn't get like, Hey, go sit in timeout. Like we got you, you bent over the bed and spanked with a shoe, right? Like a, my mom's five feet tall. So she's not, she didn't have a cane and whatever, but she had a, she had a sneaker that she could like make that thing snap, right? And would hurt. But we got spanked. But out of all the discipline I've ever received, that was the hardest discipline to receive because it was from the Lord himself. And I realized I was like, I was reading in Revelation, you've, you do all these good things, but you've left your first love. God is calling his people to a higher standard. And you know what? The people who don't make themselves ready in serving him, you will be passed by. You will not make it in the time ahead. If you don't establish a prayer life, a word life, if you don't build up your own faith to, to actually get into faith. My, I was talking to my wife the other day and she said, she was talking about being, having a supernatural childbirth. And she's saying, you know, I'm, I'm, she said, my faith is that I won't explain, I won't, I won't experience any pain in childbirth. You know, contractions, I learned something. Contractions, you learn a lot when you're a dad expecting dad. Contractions aren't supposed to hurt because it's a muscle contracting. It's the fear of them that actually amplifies them because it comes like a shock to the system. But I was talking to my wife and she was saying, I'm believing the Lord to have no pain in childbirth. She said, but I've talked to people and they've tried to talk me out of it. Spiritual people, people who love the Lord. Oh, it's not realistic. Or people come up and say, you know, in pregnancy, oh, you know, the, these 
these things. Oh, it's so awesome that you're pregnant. This is what happened to me. And they tell the worst story of their pregnancy where it's like you decide, you choose what level you're going to live at. But God has provided for these things. But it's, I said to her, and this is what I said. She's like, it surprised me how many people who, who were not thinking that that was realistic. And I said, you know, I, I said to her, you'd probably be surprised at the amount of people that don't use their faith on a daily basis. They aren't engaged in faith. You know what faith is? Faith is, how do you know you're in faith? When you live with an expectancy for God to do something. Yes, this is what it looks like, but I actually have an expectation that God is going to, to work in my life. Man, this week is going to be a week of financial breakthrough for me. I don't know about you, but for me, a week of financial breakthrough. It's going to be a week of ministry breakthrough for me. It's going to week be a week of open doors. It's going to be a week of great joy. This is my expectation that God is actively working on my behalf. That's how you know you're in faith. If you're, if, and that's where, if, if I've said that and it's, and you don't have an expectation, it's almost hard to believe you have an expectation. That's what faith does. You stir your, you build yourself up in faith. And so that's what it's there for. But many people just let, let life pass them by. The Bible says the just shall live by faith as children of God. We're called to exercise that faith muscle, even with small things, but to, to get yourself on, on accordance with the word, get yourself in expectation for God to move on your behalf. Lord, I know that you you are who you say you are. You're a rewarder of those that seek you. Lord, you're the one who says that you, uh, you bless all the work of my hands. Lord, I thank you that today is the day of salvation. Lord, that you're working mightily on my behalf, that this week will be a week of breakthrough. The Lord showed me that even in praying to start breaking my, my expectation down to the week and to the month. This month, the month of August is going to be the best month I've ever had. The most, the most, and the Lord will even show you what to pray for the month. This is going to be a month of restitution in Jesus name. The Lord will show you. But for those who are waiting on the outside, the, the you will not make it in the time ahead. If you look at what's happening in the world today, how close we were if Hillary Trump had got Hillary Hillary Trump, Jesus. Hillary Clinton. Oh my goodness, Hillary Trump. What a terrifying thought. The only Hillary Trump I would ever vote for is if there was a daughter that we didn't know about and she ran for president. Hillary Trump. Y'all forgive me. Hillary Clinton. If she would have got it, man, the, the things were already heading in a bad direction under Obama, where he took, he made the chaplain, he changed the chaplainship in the military. Because the, the only way that wickedness can abound is for the word of God, the light of the gospel to be taken out. That's why they wanted it taken out of school. They've taken the Ten Commandments off the courthouses. Like it was heading in that direction. Under Trump, he's restoring some of those things now. He's meeting with world leaders about freedom of religion, about places that have been where there's religion has been illegal places now where he's meeting with world leaders about this. It's amazing to see, but God wants you to know that there comes a time for growth where you grow up. And and how is it? It's by knowing God. How do you know God? Through his word, through prayer, through intimacy, through seeking him. It's time that we become responsible for our faith. We become responsible for the call on our life. We become responsible to cooperate with God's plan with his life. I said, it's God's plan with our life. I said this to the Lord earlier. I said, Lord, I can, ne- I will never go back. I've chosen to follow you. So no matter where this road leads me to, and obviously we know as Christians, it's from glory to glory, but even if it doesn't look like I expect it to, I will answer the call you've given, you've, you've put on my life. I will answer the call. 
I will go where you want me to go. Lord, there's nothing more important in my life than, than answering your call, than standing before you on, the, on that day and hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Will you answer the call? What is it in your life that's delaying you, that's holding you back, that's keeping you lukewarm? There's little things that can creep in. Now is not the time to be lukewarm. Now is the time to be on fire. I don't care what level you have to raise the bar to. Man, I'm serving God. I'm going after him. He's got a plan for you and it's up to you to grow in the plan. There's a, there's a scripture that says, my beloved, grow in the grace of our, be strong in the grace that God has given unto you. The grace of God is sufficient. We know from the word, are we allowing the grace of God to strengthen us and us to be strong in that grace? God wants you to stand strong, stay strong. And when you see him, be strong and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.